This is the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast, session number 111, Time Management for Hypnotists. Welcome to the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast with Jason Lynette, your professional resource for hypnosis training and outstanding business success. Here's your host, Jason Lynette. All right, welcome back once again. It's Jason Lynette here with another solo session. This is actually one that's been requested several times, and uh, perhaps the theme here to say is I've actually made the time for it. Time management for hypnotists. In the session today, I'm going to do several things. I'm going to walk you through several day-in-the-life scenarios in terms of how I organize my life. I will share some stories in terms of things that I've learned over the years from uh, uh, working myself or managing other staff or other practitioners or even people in other professions and lessons learned the hard way. We'll phrase it that way. And it's all about getting into the exact strategies and the actual case studies at times in terms of how we run our business. You know, this is one of those things that very often we don't tend to spend a lot of time talking about. There's a thread that's going online in one of the uh, hypnosis forums, uh, and it's someone who consistently is asking the same question over and over. Yeah, but what about advertising? Where should I advertise? Where should I advertise? And respectfully, it's a bit of a brick wall right now uh, because here I am talking about, well, think of it as campaigning. Here's someone else pointing out some personal things that might need to change. And the person's stuck on the theme of, yeah, but I just need to buy advertising. And there's so many aspects to this. To go back to the Michael Gerber book, The E-Myth Revisited, we take on different roles, different responsibilities. Yes, we are the technician in terms of running our business, yet we're also the manager, we're also the entrepreneur. We've got to do all these separate individual things because just hanging up the shingle and saying, I'm a hypnotist, is really something that is not enough to just make it work. So in the session today, I'm going to spend some time specifically on that management arm of things in terms of how I manage my time, how I organize my day. And sure enough, just as quickly as I record this session here, it's probably all going to change. Because remember that this is that theme inside of everything that you're always testing and always adapting to what's going on. Uh, and specifically, I'll probably mention some of the things I've got going on uh, during the course of this recording here for this podcast session, because take note, it should always be flexible. In, in the words of Charles Tebbets, deal with what emerges. So you could have the perfect plan. In fact, let me kick off today before we jump into the official content with a bit of a story. It's a client of mine who came in a few years ago, and the case study was an interesting one. He's an international pilot that, uh, and I may have the specifics uh, slightly out of order here just because it's been, I think, a couple of years now, and I am no expert on airline travel nor the medication that was involved uh, or the policies. So take the specifics with a grain of salt take the greater context of the story with heavy, heavy weight. So the story basically goes, here's a guy with uh, what they'd often refer to as white coat syndrome, where he only has high blood pressure when he's in the doctor's office. International pilot, here was his typical schedule. Monday, he would fly to Germany. Tuesday, he would fly home. 
He'd have Wednesday, Thursday off. Friday, he would fly to Germany. Saturday, he would fly home. He'd have Sunday off. This was his schedule. And with his seniority in terms of uh, being an airline pilot, commercial flying, that was a pretty good life. Yet suddenly there was concern because he was showing some signs in terms of his physicals. And they then, because of the medication that the doctor put him on, he's flying uh, home to Boston, Boston home, home to Boston, Boston home, go home, sleep. Tuesday, repeat. Wednesday, repeat. Thursday would be off. Friday, Saturday, same schedule. It was a lot more strenuous, a lot more demanding of a schedule. And basically, again, from his perspective, white coat syndrome, I only have high blood pressure when I'm at the uh, doctor's office. This guy had even gone so far as to buy the blood pressure cuff to test himself out at home. So he needed to bring down the levels. He needed to bring down his stress responses. And that's what we ended up working on. Now, I tell you his story, though, because out of this, again, hypnotic metaphors often are better suited from uh, real experiences, real examples in literature, rather than what you would find in a hypnotic script book. Because this guy, I've heard this metaphor before, but now I can make it even more personal based on his story. The story goes, as he's sitting there at the gate, the process begins with the perfect flight plan. They're going to leave at this specific time. They're going to take off at this specific time. They're going to be airborne for this many hours and minutes. They're going to begin the descent at this specific time, and they're going to land at that specific time. And as he put it, as soon as the plane leaves the gate, they're already off course because they never have control over how many other planes are waiting on the runway. They never have control over the weather that's once they're up in the air. While they're flying, there are constant, uh, constant modifications, calculations that are being accounted for because they're working around weather patterns, they're working around wind, they're working around other flights that are in the air. When they're approaching for the landing, sometimes they're early. That's right. For those of you that complain about late flights, sometimes they're early, at which point the, uh, the arrival airport may not be ready for them, in which case sometimes they either have to slow down, they have to approach from another angle, they have to circle in some way once the airport is ready for them. Yet, once again, about 30,000 flights take off every day, about 30,000 flights land every day. So his description was his job begins with the perfect flight plan, yet the moment the plane takes off, it's already off course. Yet we always arrive, as he put it. And I share that with you as a bit of a metaphor, because this is a uh, topic that is constantly flexing, constantly changing, because as I talk through some of the themes I'm going to share with you here, I'm going to open up my calendar from this week for next week. I'll probably even jump back about a year or two in the past or even further, perhaps, because this is always flexible. We're going to be talking about some business strategies inside of this session. So I'd encourage you head over to Hypnotic Business Systems. Com. In terms of the individual strategies that I have used to really pack my schedule, grow my business, and increase my income, I share all of that stuff over inside of Hypnotic Business Systems. Get started today for just $47. Learn more over at HypnoticBusinessSystems.com. In the meantime, let's jump right in. I got the time for you. Session number 111, Time Management for Hypnotists. 
Here we go. This is time management for hypnotists. And to really set this off right, good morning to you. I say that because there's the theme that uh, has really changed my life, and I can credit uh, actually listening to podcasts, listening to the Tim Ferriss Show podcast, the guy behind 4-Hour Workweek, 4-Hour Body, 4-Hour Chef, and many other really cool projects that are out there that are absolutely worth looking at. I'd say Tim Ferriss is a guy that is an expert NLP practitioner without ever actually probably studying NLP. Um, And thanks to some Facebook Live events and asking him questions, I'm pretty Pretty sure he hasn't, but dude gets the point about modeling success. And it's not just about modeling the success of others, but really testing out for yourself what works best. And perhaps this may be a brief diversion before I even get into the content, though it's something that I think is really, really valid here, that we as hypnotists, we should be the model in terms of our own success. There are so many conversations that will often pop up about, can you work with clients for weight loss if you're overweight? Can you work with clients for stopping smoking if you're a smoker? What if you have fears of public speaking? Uh, and, And it's a moment that really honestly changed my life a couple of years ago. It's a client that, uh, Before we even work together, we've now since worked together several times uh, for many sessions on different projects that he's been working on, almost as a business coaching and confidence and peak performance strategy style of approach. And on the phone, he asked a question that, as I've mentioned this to other hypnotists, they took offense. And I think that's the wrong, um, I think that's the wrong response. I think the right response is to go, dude's got a point. As he said, Well, if hypnosis is so effective, why aren't you the most successful person in the world? And that might be a little bit of a stretch to be, you've got to be in the level of a Bill Gates or Richard Branson, uh, even going into other, you know, modalities that are out there. Why are you not a writer in the quality of a JK Rowling or these people who have these best-selling novels the moment they decide to sit down and write? And it's a question that stuck with me to go, well, to use this mechanism, to use this modality towards our own success. So I can point to years ago, being the one who would openly swear, I'm not a morning person. Oh, I'm just not good in the morning. Oh, my day doesn't start officially until noon because I'm a zombie in the morning. And realizing that if I changed that one thing of my life, what would happen? If I adapted to that one little thing, what would occur? And in, in, so many different modalities change your words, change your life. Uh, there's a great example. I did some training years ago. I did the pain course with Captain Ron Esslinger. Uh, I became a certified instructor for the National Guild of Hypnotists going through Ron Esslinger's course. And in my opinion, he's definitely the guy to do that with when possible. He's fantastic. Just to model everything that he's done. And it's the beautiful, just straightforward nature that he often would have where someone would say i'm in pain all the time and he would look at them and say is that what you want they'd respond no and he'd respond well stop saying that to yourself stop suggesting that to yourself so change your words change your life i'm becoming better at becoming a morning person Uh, rather than the affirmation model which often would have you lying to yourself i'm a morning person i'm a morning person and that little reticular activating cortex of your brain is sitting there yelling out no you're not so instead getting to that place of building improvement i'm becoming a morning person i'm becoming a morning person 
and just using that language towards myself. And really quickly, um, I'm the one nowadays that this is slightly annoying when traveling. It doesn't matter what time zone I'm in, I'm up at six in the morning. Oftentimes, even before the alarm goes off as it was today, uh, because here I am right now, it is 6.38 a.m. as I'm recording this. The alarm was set for 6 a.m. to begin the daily rituals, and uh, sure enough, wide awake and alert, 5.45 a.m. At which point, realizing, oh yeah, that's right, I wanted to record this later today, but hey, I got time for you right now. So the theme, bringing it full circle back to... Uh, themes that have been mentioned on the Tim Ferriss show, win the morning, win the day. That it's this whole mechanism of starting off the day with productivity for yourself. Now, take note, uh, I run a business that has multiple arms of it, and several of them individually are six-figure incomes. So on top of that, I'm a father of two small children. They're both now four and six years old and uh, maintaining good, healthy relationships with all things around me, keeping up my health in wonderful ways. So uh, very often we'd fall prey to that game of, yeah, but I'm a dad, I don't have time for that. Oh, but business is really strong right now. I don't have time for that. And I've shared this theme before. There is no such thing as finding the time. Finding the time is a game that we have invented to fool ourselves into thinking we are too busy to get things done or to build excuses for things we really don't yet want to do. Take note of that modifying word. We don't yet want to do. In my world, making the time is the one thing that really, really matters here. So in terms of what does my day usually look like, um, I'm up around six in the morning at which point uh, I begin the day by actually taking care of some things around the house, uh, whether it's uh, doing a bit of laundry, doing the dishes. Uh, typically, I'm the one who's making lunch for my kids, whether it's for preschool or for kindergarten, uh, and uh, doing some uh, prep in terms of my own food. Uh, I'm someone that, again, in recent years, I've lost a bit of weight, put on some muscle in terms of some strength training, which I'll mention in a few moments again, I'm sure. And it's a thing that when I was in my old office, which used to be in Old Town, Alexandria, uh, lunch was kind of an afterthought. And uh, I would be going off and hitting something nearby, something quick, short order type place, or hitting a grocery store and buying something uh, ready-made there. And that is a time in my life where I was much heavier than I am today. So failure to plan is planning to fail, as it were. So very often I'll prep my lunches several days in advance. Um, I, <laughs> I love the phrase, was it a life hack or were you just lazy? Uh, because what I'll do typically nowadays is prep several lunches. You know how you probably own a turkey roaster for Thanksgiving, uh, those of us here in the U.S., and you only use it once a year? Yeah, I'll prep my lunches for the week and that thing, and then either put them in Tupperwares in the fridge or freeze them and then thaw when ready. So again, preparation, getting into mindset there. So it's the morning, and then I'm then into my daily schedule, uh, the kids are usually up around 7.15, 7.30. The clock is ticking. I've got 45 minutes till that happens here, at which point uh, I'm around the breakfast table with them, and then I'm typically out the door about the same time that uh, the kids are going off either to kindergarten or preschool, and the day officially begins. Take note of that. Uh, I don't spend a lot of time on my business in the morning. I've found by structuring my day in such a way that I'm, again, not beginning in a reactionary mindset, 
it sort of sets the tone for the day to work out the way that I want it to be. Yes, for full honesty, I will glance at my phone. I will glance at my laptop if I brought it home from the office. And it's just that little mechanism to kind of see that, uh, as I like to say, things are not on fire. Uh, Not that that happens frequently, but it's nice to check in and see, okay, these automated transactions have gone through. As in my business, a lot of things are running by automated payments. Uh, whether it's upcoming trainings like the Hypnotic Products post-convention course at HypnoThoughts uh, or my regular ongoing certification trainings, whether it's hypnosis or NLP, I tend to offer payment plans for those types of things just because, again, it makes it a lot friendlier on the credit card and, quite honestly, more people sign up because I do that. Very simple strategy. It's never really burned me. So checking in to make sure transactions have gone through. So... There's a reason that I'm such a fan of email in terms of a communication strategy, which would be that I can flag it and I can respond to it later. Little footnote there. We'll come back to that in a few moments. So the day begins. I'm out of the door typically around eight in the morning. And uh, as a fan of getting into routine schedules, uh, typically Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday is when uh, part of my morning rituals include hitting the gym for about 45 minutes to an hour, typically showering there. It's on the way to the office. And then I'm at my office typically now around 9.30. So let's jump into some time management specifics here. And I can credit a story that comes back to uh, someone who's a good friend that I need to reconnect with uh, because she was a massive inspiration in terms of my own business. You can look her up online. Her name is Jody Skulls. Uh, And her business is the business of bodywork. She's a massage therapy instructor uh, who talks about business for massage therapists. She's someone who has built and launched several massage therapy practices over the years and sold them and moved on to other projects. So it's a story of hers because what's interesting is that she used to spend a lot of time traveling. So here she was at one point commuting back and forth. The Northern Virginia, D.C. area is wonderfully known for our hideous traffic issues. And it's a moment where she did the math. She's at this office in D.C. these many days a week, this office in the Tyson's Corner area this many days a week, and this office somewhere else this many days a week. And basically realizing she was driving for the majority of her time. And to then compartmentalize her schedule in such a way that now she wasn't having to spend so much time driving. So that story was a bit of an inspiration for me because it's why, and you've probably heard me say this before, if you're inside of Hypnotic Business Systems, if you've listened to this podcast, which would be that I structure my day in a very, very, let's call it out, religious format. Uh, I used to only see clients at 10 1130, 1 o'clock, 2.30, and 4 o'clock. And when someone would go, yeah, 1130 works best for me, I would respond, I see clients at 10, 1130, 1 o'clock, 2.30, and 4 o'clock. So it was a very structured schedule. Because as soon as I laid down that hammer and decided this is what my schedule was going to be, that's where my productivity really took off. That's where my focus really took off. Now, take note in that five a day schedule, my client sessions, this is what I say to my clients. 
I schedule everything as a 90-minute block so we got the time if we need it. Traditionally, the first time we meet, it's a full hour and a half, and then sessions after that, on average, are usually about an hour, maybe hour 15, though I schedule everything as a 90-minute block so if we need the time, we've got it. And that's a fair, honest statement. First session, typically, we are using up that full 90 minutes. And then after that, well, I don't have to tell them we're not going to make you bark like a dog or cluck like a chicken. We're able to jump into the work rather quickly. And the actual hypnotic portion of the session for me is typically 40 to 45 minutes. The actual uh, hypnotic routine, as it were, is that span of time. So with that scheduling, I wasn't necessarily scheduling time in between things to get things done. It would just seamlessly fold its way in. Now, the phrase that I would live off of nowadays is that seeing hypnosis clients, seeing clients in hypnotherapeutic sessions is not the only hypnosis thing I do in my hypnosis business. So what else do I do nowadays? Well, here we are right now. Now, granted, this is outside of my normal working hours because the inspiration kicked in and I brought the microphone home. So I'm recording a podcast session outside of my normal hours. Over time, it became necessary to build in other times in my schedule. So for about three years time, I saw a 10 a.m., a 12 p.m., a 2 p.m., and a 4 p.m. Now take note, I'm also in the office uh, four days a week seeing clients, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Uh, if I'm doing uh, weekend hours ever, it's only ever for classes. Little side note here, the moment, uh, the metaphor is going to be a uh, impersonal one, I know. Uh, but the hungry puppy that you give a snack to is going to start coming back to your house or to your office every single day. Uh, we recently went on a uh, quick uh, trip down to my college. The uh, professor who really helped grow the theatrical department I graduated from many years ago was retiring. So we stayed down there and we went to a hotel and as it was, there's a cat that basically lives at the hotel. Not in the hotel, but enough people have seen this cat outdoors, go back inside, they hit the uh, continental breakfast, they grab, you know, the little egg thing that they've got, and they give the cat food. So needless to say, uh, eight, eight, 6 in the morning till 9 in the morning, that cat is always outside because it's knowing, it knows it's going to get fed. Let's give you that little bit of a metaphor because it's a lesson learned the hard way. Uh, the moment I give a client the session outside of my normal hours, they're going to always expect it. Even with every bit of disclaimer I could possibly give and why this is a one-time occurrence, the moment suddenly I go, well, I've got a class this weekend. If you're a morning person, I can actually see you before the class begins and I've, I've got the stamina to pull that off and I'll, I've done that before. But then suddenly they're going, yeah, that 8 a.m. on Saturday really is best for me. And suddenly now we're reaching a point of conflict. So it's where I am religiously structured in my schedule now. Um, yes, that does mean that there are some people who are not a fit for working with me. However, again, my intention is my last appointment, classically, ever since Claire was born, uh, has been a four o'clock. That way, I'm in my car driving by 5.40, I'm at the dinner table at 6 o'clock, and I'm there for bedtime, bath time, uh, reading books with the kids, and then, you know, time with my wife in the evening. So it's that schedule that allows me to have a life outside of my business. I think that's very important. You know, even if you're a single person without kids, without those... Uh, 
family things. I'm not going to use the word obligation. Without those other things in your life that take a precedence, that take importance, you got to put some time into yourself, people. So make that work. Uh, So that's why over the years, because I'm doing things outside of seeing clients, for about three years time, it became a 10, 12, 2, and 4. So it was the time in between where now suddenly the time management strategies kicked in. I mentioned email a little while ago. Uh, There are some people who would teach, and Tim Ferriss, who I've referenced, is one of them. There are some people who would often teach that what you should do is only check your email a certain number of times a day. And I tend to do this, though it's not as structured as others would suggest. I typically will respond to emails in the morning. I'll come in, and throughout the week, you know, things are loading into my iPhone and I'll flag things and then respond to them within a proper amount of time. So things will get flagged, and then I'm working towards, you hear of inbox zero, that the goal is to have zero active messages in your inbox. Well, for me, that's definitely a factor, though at the same time, I'm also then working to dwindle down those emails that have been flagged, and then I can then respond to them. Flagging, by the way, is not a negative term. You'll hear sometimes that, oh, an advertisement will get flagged. We're using a different context here. Because in this case, um, within, you know, you can flag an email inside of uh, iCloud, inside of Outlook, inside of Gmail. You can star emails, whatever the terminology is. It's a mechanism to put a little tag of some sort on an email and then respond to it later. This, by the way, is why I try not to take you take note of the word try. I try not to text message inside of my business. Um, little side phone thing here. Uh, I keep my cell phone reserved for personal use and family use. At the office, I have a landline uh, because my cell phone doesn't work so well there for some reason. Uh, I'm basically, uh, I'm a front walk-up location, but where my office is, where my computer and my, uh, where my hypnosis room are, it's basically basement level at the back of the office park, though it doesn't look like it. And that might be why my cell phone doesn't work too well. I might look into improving that at some point. But that's I've had a landline there for the last five years I've been in that location, five going on six, I believe. So with that, uh, I don't tend to use text message uh, for my business unless it's like interacting with a student who has a quick question um, or interacting with someone who I'm doing a project with. Though the problem with text messaging is I really don't have the mechanism to flag it and come back to it later. Take note of that time management strategy. You don't always have to react to something in the moment you first see it. This is where people would often completely lose focus, completely lose uh, that momentum of something. So it's where compartmentalizing your time, where when I'm in the mode to sit down and do email, I will respond to things in the order they came in. So I'll start at the bottom of that flag list, and here's a question about uh, email. Here's a question about an upcoming class. Here's a question from a client. Here's someone going, hey, I can't find this resource you sent me, and I need to trigger the uh, mechanism to send that thing again. I'm going to do all of that at once when possible. All of that at once several times throughout the day. Because take note, as I've mentioned this, doing things in my business besides seeing client mechanism, recently I've changed my hours again. I now do three clients a day. I do an 11, I do a 1.30, and I do a four o'clock. 
So again, because the mechanisms of the podcast, my trainings, my classes, my projects, uh, my uh, products, my upcoming live events, uh, there's a fair amount of consulting that I'm doing nowadays too, whether it's uh, being hired by an individual practitioner such as yourself to work as a private coach to help you to grow your business, increase your, increase your efficacy in seeing clients, or even other organizations and other hypnosis instructors, uh, working with them to help with their marketing, working with them to help with their uh, social media mechanisms and machines as well. So, which are all hypnotic in nature, yet they're not sitting down and seeing clients. Uh, I enjoy the three-ring circus that my business has become. Or let's also throw in coordinating time with uh, outsourcers, which I'll speak about that towards the end of this uh, time management recording here today. So basically, for me, take note of what I've been hitting at here. I have scheduled time into my day that allows flexibility. And during that time, that's when I'm going to be responding to emails. That's when I'm going to be uh, checking in and returning calls to clients. Uh, I still take my own calls. I still book my own sessions by phone. Inside of Hypnotic Business Systems, I teach my phone sales strategy. There are some people who do live consultations. I can close that conversation and close as a sales term in terms of make the sale. I can close that consultation on the phone, typically in about eight or nine minutes time, thanks to the mechanisms that are also running from other parts of my business. And I teach that. I call that the 500K phone process. I teach that in massive detail inside of Hypnotic Business Systems. It's actually like a three or four hour module in which we workshop it over and over. And because I find that enjoyable, I think that's really, really uh, fun to do. And also it really helps me set the appropriate tone for change with my clients. That's why as much as I have a digital team of outsourcers who are programming things, editing this podcast, working on my membership products, uh, organizing graphic things and doing all sorts of other tasks, I still do that phone sales process because I like it and I'm good at it. And also on top of that, that let's use a percentage here, that's the first 10% of the actual change process with the client. So as soon as you're in front of me as my client, we're just continuing a conversation and the process is becoming even more effective and even more efficient. Remember I told you the lengths of my sessions, it's over the years growing shorter and shorter because the foot's already in the door thanks to the phone consult and sales process. So it's in this in-between time is when I'm making my calls. So typically I'm at the office by 9.30 or so. And at that point, I am launching into my day. I am responding to emails. I am making calls. I'm working through several different mechanisms. And then my first client is typically arriving at around 11 o'clock, at which point all other business mechanisms shut down. And I'm in that mode of, I am now working with you. You are my client. That's your time. At which point the session wraps up, maybe 12.15 or so, and typically that's probably when I'll have lunch, and then the day business-wise continues. Now, what's helpful to point out here is that if I don't schedule things, they don't happen. 
So sometimes there are some other projects that'll pop up along the way. So it's a phone call that needs to occur. Maybe it's a person who we've gotten into a bit of a phone tag game in terms of the incoming consult, and I'll leave them a voice message saying, uh, you know, I'll call you back at this specific time and now it's scheduled. Maybe it's a potential student. Maybe it's someone who's looking to hire me as a consultant or a coach, at which point we need to schedule that time. Now, take note, uh, I also see clients by Skype. And when it's in my ongoing consulting and coaching projects that I work with uh, individuals uh, in terms of their businesses, those are sessions that are scheduled during my normal working hours. So, for example, I'm looking at my schedule this week, and here coming up on uh, Wednesday morning is an actual scheduled session that is a Skype appointment with a consulting student who's down in Florida. So that then is the same time slot that no longer a client is using, because after that now, there's a client coming in immediately afterwards. Also, this is helpful to point out, uh, I am recording this on Monday, May 8th, and uh, next week is a bit of an anomaly of my schedule, uh, because we're doing uh, Mother's Day with uh, my wife's parents, who are much more local than my parents. Uh, we're doing Mother's Day with them. Uh, specifically, that was engineered because that evening, they live closer to the airport. Uh, I then hop on a plane out to Vegas, and I'm out there for the Terry Stokes Better Your Best. And then the wonders of scheduling, once that wraps up, I fly to Raleigh. Why Raleigh? Because then uh, Michelle and the kids will be four hours into the road trip uh, towards Daytona Beach because we've turned the Hypno Expo 2017 into a family uh, vacation. We're sticking around Daytona for about a week afterwards, enjoying the beach. We're going to hit Disney World and then make the trip back. So uh, here's an upcoming convention. And I bring that up because it's where you have to kind of work in advance because I'm not going to be recording my podcast while I'm on this vacation. Um, I'm also not going to be doing a lot of business strategies while I'm on this vacation, or even just as importantly, while I'm at a convention. So it's where looking at the schedule, actually that Wednesday, this Wednesday this week, I've got uh, the consulting session, I've got the client session, and then I have blocked off three hours time. And it actually says expo prep. And that is specific time that I have set aside out of my normal working hours. Actually, well, during my work, normal working hours, I have specifically set that time aside to get projects done. I'm doing uh, one of the special keynote talks at the Expo, the uh, special networking luncheon on Saturday, Innovation and the Future of Hypnosis. And my talk has been marinating in my head, and that's the time that I'm going to be outlining exactly what that presentation is going to be. There's also some business mechanisms that I need to set up because I'm running a uh, exhibit table there too, which really are the models of what I've done in years past at other events. But take note the specifics. I have scheduled time out of my day to get those things done. If it's not scheduled, it doesn't happen. That's just the nature of how things work. So then typically the day continues, though, back to the normal routines and schedules, because then my next client will arrive at 1.30, they get my time, at which point, assuming, let's assume it's a full uh, brand new client session, three o'clock rolls around, and then the day continues. So it's in this time now that, again, I'm checking my email once again, I'm responding to and returning calls, and I'm booking mechanisms, and then the business continues, 
and four o'clock then rolls around. Here comes my last client of the day. Now, I specifically structure my day that maybe there's time for one call at the end of the day, and then I am in my car by 540 and driving home, at which point I'm, again, back at home around the dinner table by six o'clock. So it's where this is all seemingly very structured, and it is. But out of that structure, out of that focus, out of this anal organization that'll often go into things, that's where I gain the flexibility to really let my business grow. So it's out of that flexibility, out of that structure, that gives me the creative ability to go in and play. So it's where maybe here's a day that I want to record uh, one or two new audio programs to sell to the general public. What do I now do? It's always a give and take. I'm going to use the same energy now to go in and morph around my schedule. So it's within that time that what am I doing? I'm going to take away a client session block and I'm going to then turn that time into my actual content creation format. So it's where rather than seeing clients in a dollars for hours format, I'm going to use the same hours now to go in and sit there in front of the microphone, turn on the cameras perhaps, and whether it's a hypnosis training project or whether it's a uh, muggles general purpose project, that's when I'm going to use that time. There's a couple of strategies that often fall into this as well, which I'll share with you, which would be that you should always have some sort of ongoing to-do list. And as somebody who is horny for all sorts of uh, technologies and softwares, I've got to share there are some specific things that I've learned to make use of that uh, have really helped my productivity. So uh, first of all, I don't, surprisingly to a lot of people, I don't use any scheduling software. I don't. Uh, I haven't found one I like. Uh, The main thing for me is that when you call me as a brand new client, I am booking a series of either three or four appointments based on the issue, and then we are scheduling all those appointments at once, and then uh, I am sending you a confirmation, and then in most cases, 90% of the clients uh, are paying for that within the next 24 hours to confirm those appointments. So uh, I've yet to find a scheduling software that really, really allows me to do that in the user experience feel that I want it to be. So... I'm just using Outlook, you know, and whether you're using Google Calendar or whatever Apple calls their calendar, uh, my desktop computers are Windows, my laptop is a MacBook, Um, they all talk to each other, the whole this platform versus that platform argument really doesn't matter anymore, so shut up already, (laughs) love you, so it really doesn't matter, find something you like and use that, so for me, I'm just using Outlook, And uh, whatever the calendar system is, I'm a big fan of color coding. Uh, But throughout the day, I mention a a little bit of a time management strategy. I have an ongoing to-do list. And I have used uh, Things, which is a really fancy app that's on the iPhone. I have used um, uh, Act in the past by the, I think it's still by Sage. It's a uh, CRM, Customer Relationship Management Software. But honestly... I am using the notes app on my phone more than anything nowadays. And because my email is set up through a cloud-based service, uh, you can use something like iCloud. You can use something like Rackspace. 
Uh, you can use a Microsoft Exchange server, which I'm using through Office 365. Uh, I like that because the email storage is based on the cloud. And as I make changes on my phone, it's now on my laptop, it's now on my desktops, it's on my iPad, it's everywhere. Um, even with that, uh, I don't use, uh, I have several email addresses for different arms of my business. And uh, here's an email address that I use, but I don't use the calendar for my business. And that has now morphed into a family calendar. So I was able to sync up just the calendar aspect of that to my wife's phone. So, hey, Saturday, organizing that. Of course, t-ball and soccer are not the same times every single week. Uh, and then sometimes it becomes a do -si do with the kids and the cars and uh, the different sports practices for the kids. So I'm using the Notes app because that's synced into the Microsoft Exchange server with my email and I can monitor the to-do list on my computer or my phone and get things done there. So it's where, what will I do? As a project pops up, as an idea pops into my head, as a task becomes aware, again, if I don't schedule it, it doesn't happen. What am I doing? I'm going into my smartphone in most cases or just opening up the notes section of my computer and I'm typing the thing in. I'm putting that thing somewhere where I'm going to see it later rather than someday. You know, the old joke about what's the best day to start a diet someday. So as a project pops up, that's when I'm going to go in and make that adjustment. And then eventually from there, maybe it works in during that flexible time throughout my day, or perhaps it gets scheduled as actually here's a phone call that I owe somebody that is actually scheduled for Thursday morning. And that is when that thing is going to happen. So the simplest of things. I love the Notes app. I love any bare bones text editor. You know, uh, the text reader on, uh, on an Apple computer is called Text Edit. Um, on a Windows computer, it's just called Notepad. And I love those because they don't let me get creative. It is the bare, I don't know the terminology for this, but there's no way to format the text. There's no way to go in and change the fonts and make it pretty. I am doing so much of my productivity efforts in an app, in a software like that, because it doesn't let me get creative. Now, the exception here is my calendar, because my calendar is um, Six Flags. We went to Six Flags with the week for the weekend, uh, for Sunday this weekend with the kids. And uh, perhaps following the theme of the unicorn trend of these multicolored items, yeah, we had to try the uh, unicorn uh, funnel cake. Um, it's just food coloring. Uh, <laughs> but my, uh, my calendar kind of looks like one of these unicorn frappuccinos or unicorn funnel cakes, as it were. Uh, as my client sessions are green, not because of the money, but because green is a color of healing in my world. Uh, my training and uh, my teaching times are... Or orange, things that are uh, perhaps more personal or time-pressing are marked as yellow. Uh, things that are content creation are red. Travel is gray. Things that are health-related, uh, my time at the gym, uh, are pink. And then um, there's some other smaller ones. When I do stage hypnosis programs, things that are already scheduled and confirmed are black and then things that are tentative are uh, kind of a purple color so it's by looking at my schedule again batching by mode is really what i've been talking about so 
have an ongoing to-do list along with this to have an ongoing set of goals and have an ongoing set of strategies as well. Now, one other thing to fold in here and the mechanism of duplicating myself, I have an ongoing to-do list for myself, though this specifically is where and why my two primary staff members are in the Philippines. I have two people. One is a graphic designer and web programmer, and she's in the Philippines. And then there's my full-time video guy as well. The video guy also does a little bit of uh, sound engineering for me as well. Now, you probably don't have these things. And honestly, you probably don't need them. And the reason why is you're not running a massive digital media business. The Work Smart Hypnosis podcast uh, is the massive digital arm in terms of a lot of what I do. And because of that, it requires additional staff to really pull it off the way that I want it to be. They're also doing work for Virginia Hypnosis. They're also doing work for uh, my trainings. They're also doing work for my live training events. But the sort of hub of the digital arm of this is the podcast that I'm recording now. Uh, I also have podcast editors. They're more part-time because they just do the sound engineering and the show notes first draft and then upload it from there. Then others take care of it. So there's multiple people of a digital respect of a virtual team that are making things happen. And you probably don't need these things. So what do I'm doing here? I'm either organizing some sort of ongoing to-do list because the reason I like having those two others in the Philippines is they're 12 hours ahead of me. And as my day ends, their day begins. So Jan right now is working on some uh, video projects. I'm adding a section of uh, cool tools inside of hypnotic business systems, which are really more about little digital software things and little tricks that are good to know that really don't fit inside of a bigger module. Uh, the Facebook debugger video was just put up inside of uh, business systems, uh, which is all about how do you make sure that when you post uh, uh, things to Facebook that it's actually using the right images. You know, sometimes the image isn't formatted the right way, and I did a whole video on that. Uh, I've been sending out emails with specific offers, whether it's for classes or even for clients, uh, with uh, countdowns that are inside of the email, and I've got a video coming up on that. So I've done the initial screenshot videos uh, for the business training product, Hypnotic Business Systems, and as I wrap up editing as I wrap up shooting that then Jan takes it over he does the video projects from there and whether it's uh, using just simply the notes app or I'll share a little bit of software for project management here Trello Trello is free and Trello is this really really cool project management software and it's so flexible and comfortable that I've actually used it for myself on a couple of projects recently too so this recording here, this uh, time together, time management for hypnotists, I really wanted to walk you through my typical day. The exception sometimes would be is that um, bedtime for me is typically around uh, 10 o'clock, 10.30 is usually when I'm getting to sleep. And uh, I will occasionally, depending on what's going on, maybe set aside 30 minutes time in the evening. The kids are in sleep. The kids are sleeping in bed by about 8 o'clock. And what will I typically do? I'll check in and maybe that's time to send off instructions uh, to the outsourcers, to the team. Maybe that's time to check in on a couple of emails if appropriate. I try to only respond to clients during the hours in which I'd actually see them. 
just again to build the right routine in terms of my schedules there. So it's going to be within that time frame in the evening. Maybe I'll set aside at most 30 minutes. And that might be when I do the intros for a podcast. That might be when I send off the uh, instructions uh, to somebody else for something. That might be when I troubleshoot something on a website or update some sort of programming time. Um, I don't yet have software that I like for this, but like sometimes for a class, you know, we'll say this specific offer is only good until, um, you know, this specific date at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And why that time? Because I'm going to schedule that time and I'm going to take care of that in the evening. And it's 7.13 in the morning here and I'm hearing water running out upstairs, which means the kids are just now waking up using the potty or getting ready for breakfast. So time management for hypnotists. As you have questions on this one, um, you know, share your strategy, share your questions uh, on the Facebook posts for this, on the podcast listing over at worksmarthypnosis.com. It's Jason Lynette. This has been Time Management for Hypnotists. I'm going to go upstairs and make the kids some breakfast. All right. Thank you once again for interacting with this program with this very special morning time with Jason Lynette talking about your business. I'd encourage you to schedule time to grow your business. You're either working in your business or you're working on your business, as Michael Gerber would say. And to learn the best strategies to get out there and really build your business and really make that thing run like an engine, check out hypnoticbusinesssystems.com. This is the entire digital access to my hypnosis business training library. Everything's from techniques that even a caveman could do, uh, going out and giving live talks, going out and doing business networking, things that you really don't need a uh, master's in computer science and education to pull off, how to find your office space, how to price your programs, that's right, programs, not sessions, how to price your programs in a way to really grow your business. And for those of you wanting to completely make your brain explode, as my four-year-old would say, uh, with all the incredible business strategies we can do online these days, I mean, inside of Hypnotic Business Systems, I teach my entire webinar strategy. The mechanisms of how when I run webinars, it's bringing in thousands, if not tens of thousands. Uh, I teach podcasting inside of there too. I teach Facebook advertising, how to really turn Facebook and social media marketing into a cash printing machine. You get all of this instant access starting at just $47 a month with hypnoticbusinesssystems.com. And we've got an outstanding uh, inside of it. We've got an outstanding community there to support you as well. Learn more join us today hypnoticbusinesssystems.com see you on the inside thanks for listening to the work smart hypnosis podcast at worksmarthypnosis.com